Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey, especially for women who are rebuilding their lives after abuse. In the previous episode, I shared some of my story and I will just um, review a little bit that I don't share a lot of details of my story because I want to protect um, three people that I love more than my own life. That would be my children and where it involves uh, family members and people that, you know, they are connected to, um, just not ready. And also just for the mental and emotional and even physical exhaustion that comes, um, the backlash that comes from confronting abusers. So I share generalities and I share kind of the outline of my story without going into specifics. At this time, um, I do not name names. And even when I'm talking about spiritual abuse and institutions, I do not name name names. And that's just where I am right now in my journey. And maybe one day I will be ready to share my story more publicly. But for now, this is what it feels safe and comfortable to speak out against the systems and the ideas and the toxic teachings and not necessarily um, call out specific individuals. So... In the previous episode, I shared a lot about my spiritual and denominational history. And when I was finishing up, I realized that, you know, a lot has happened in my life in the last six years. So maybe I could just share about that. So before I dig into the rebuilding process and journey that I've been on, I want to um, highlight a couple of opportunities if you are listening to this in real time at the you know near the time that it was recorded, uh, we are at the end of January 2022. It it's really hard for me to even believe that I was saying those words. Like, how did we get here? How is it already the end of January 2022? And I have some really exciting things that are coming up. So you can always go to my website, heatherelizabeth.org, and click on the coaching tab, and that will bring up the most current group coaching opportunity that I have. You can also click on any of the other tabs to find different places where um, I'm offering support. So right now, I would love to highlight the Safer Spaces Summit. And even after the event is over, you will be able to click on that link and get access to the vault. So um, this will be relevant even in the future because this event serves two purposes. It will be a live event featuring um, sessions with each of the speakers that I um, have invited. And then it will also be a vaulted event later so that this will be in my offerings, um, evergreen, available forevermore, a resource that will be incredibly um, beneficial to so many people. I use the analogy of a stone being thrown into the water and the ripples, 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 ripples. And at this time, we have several counselors that have um, registered for the event. And I think about all the people that those counselors are going to touch and how this information is going to just make them um, even stronger, more equipped, more empowered to help those people. Um, this event is for spiritual leaders, lay people, counselors, coaches, educators, teachers, those who are in law enforcement, first responders, like would benefit greatly, 
would just, you know, helpers. If you are a family member of someone who was walking through and coming through domestic violence, spiritual abuse, etc., um, this information is just going to be so powerful for all of the above. So I encourage you just to go click on the summit tab in my website, heatherelizabeth.org. And if it's prior to the event, you'll have access to the live event. And if it's post the event, you will have access to the vault. And um, this is a ticketed event because this is an event that does have expenses that go into it in order to get this um, recorded and in a vault and all those things. There's substantial IT um, expenses, speaker fees and administrative fees, et cetera, et cetera. So that is why this, this particular event um, has a ticket price uh, attached to it. And anyone who's out there that does events like this will fully understand. So um, yeah, please join. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be just a powerful coming together of some of my absolute favorite resources, people that just really get it. They love God, they love God's word, and they love, they love people who have come out of the fire and they want faith communities to be safer spaces. And the reason I chose safer instead of just safe is because I don't know that we can promise anyone that any place on this earth is completely safe. Until we meet Jesus face to face, until we're in heaven, um, we can, we can, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? I just lost my train of thought. We can shoot and aim for safer, um, even if we can't promise everybody that 24-7 all spaces are safe, if that makes sense. So, so yes, please, please go to my website, check out those offerings. The new um, offering I'm giving for group coaching relates around boundaries. So that's going to be great. The previous group coaching was 12 truths to renew your mind as you're rebuilding after an abusive marriage. So that was very much focused on women who were coming out of abusive marriages. The boundaries course will be um, more far-reaching. So if you've experienced spiritual abuse, um, family abuse, sibling abuse, parental, um, any of those things, this boundaries, or even stuff that's going on at work, in workplaces. A lot of times the place where you you serve and you work every single day can be extremely toxic, and it's, it's really important to set and hold boundaries. So... Um, and as always, ladies, you are welcome to join us on Facebook at Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. That is a beautiful community that has exceeded 1,100 members so far. Like, it's just growing and growing every single day. I get requests um, of women who want to join our community. So if you are a lady who has been through this or if you are a lady who is a helper and wants to um, support women, this is a great space to learn, learn, learn. So, so here we are, um, 2022, and I thought I would just kind of walk you through what has been going on in my life since 2014. So we're just going to kind of focus on the past, is that eight years? Wow. Wow. So in 2014, there were a lot of things that happened in my life. Um, I started to use uh, essential oils and I had had really, really bad, bad health prior 
probably for about 20 years. And now that I understand trauma, now that I understand constant fight, flight, freeze mode, I get it. I get why I was so sick. There is a graphic that I showed in our group recently about just the effects of ongoing abuse on your body, the chronic health and headaches and stomach issues and hair falling out and aches and pains and like our bodies are intricately woven. Our our bodies, our minds, our spirits, everything is connected and intertwined. And you cannot have trauma and mental stress and anxiety and not affect all parts of the body. I didn't know that then. So I had had about two decades of just awful, awful health issues. And then in 2014, I worked with four different oils. One, well, one was a blend. One was a blend of clove, cinnamon bark, eucalyptus, lemon, and... What am I forgetting? <laughs> it's, a, it's a blend of five oils, and it is to boost the immune system. So I was taking that every single day. Then I also mixed up lavender, lemon, and peppermint for my respiratory because I had a lot, a lot of respiratory bronchitis, flu, strep, pneumonia, repeat. And that was kind of my life. That was kind of my norm. And as I started to use those oils, I noticed that I wasn't catching stuff as much. I noticed that if I did catch something, I was able to beat it and deal with it quicker and recover faster. In 2014, I think between the beginning of 2014 and the beginning of 2015, I think that's right, I got pneumonia three different times. And any of you who have had pneumonia know that it can wipe you out for like six months. It can, you can feel like the low energy and getting winded walking up a single flight of stairs. Like that can last on and on. I was a worship leader. And I kept losing my voice with bronchitis and other respiratory issues. And there were times where I wasn't even sure if I would be able to ever sing again. And that really shook me because I loved, I loved to sing. I loved to lead worship. So I was just like, nothing was diagnosed. There was no like one particular thing. I just was constantly catching this stuff. So I started using the oils. And then the year of 2015 was physically, I say physically, the healthiest I have, I have been in my adult years and I knew that my respiratory system and my immune system and just all parts of me were getting stronger. I no longer needed ibuprofen every single day for headaches. Um, I was getting headaches and taking ibuprofen, which in turn was messing up my gut. So I had a lot of gut issues. And then as I started using peppermint to help alleviate, um, occasional, it was even occasional, issues with discomfort in my head. Um, I wasn't taking ibuprofen and so my gut was healthier. So just a major shift in my physical. Now, during 2015, there was a lot going on emotionally. There was a lot going on mentally. There was a lot going on spiritually. And um, we even had someone in our home living here for about seven months. And that really, I didn't understand at the time, but that, that woke up all kinds of um, hypervigilance and hypersensitivity and CPTSD symptoms. I did not know it, but I was in a constant state of fight flight. Um, it was bad. 
and my then husband lost his job during that time. So there was the financial strain. Um, there was just a lot, a lot happening in our home in 2015. So another really big shift that happened in 2014 is I started taking trips to Guatemala. And part of my story is that from about age 24, uh, 14 to 24-ish, somewhere in there, about, about a decade, I would go on mission trips almost every single summer. I loved going to developing nations. I loved just being away from <laughs> the comforts and the... Um, out of balance you know here in the states we're so consumer minded and we're so comfort minded and I just I love being in places where people love God and depend upon him for their very breath and depend upon him for the next meal and like they just don't have all the comforts and all of the cushiness that we have and so the Christians that I've met who are real believers in these places really have faith that challenged me. And I love connecting needs and resources. So it was just such a joy to go to these places, you know, determine what their needs were and, and then help, you know, help to rally around missionaries and other people that serve there full time to get them the resources they need so that they could bless the people in their community. So part of my story is that when things were disclosed here in my home, I was actually punished. <laughs> Instead of my abuser being punished, I was punished. And um, I was told that I couldn't go on mission trips any longer because I might be a basket case there like I was here. That literally was spoken over me. And then slowly but surely, my um, responsibilities as worship leader were stripped from me just a little bit at a time. And so the things that I was super passionate about were taken from me because of someone else's sin, which is extremely tragic. But I see this happening over and over again to women, over and over again. So in 2014, I got the opportunity to go on a trip um, to Guatemala. It was my first time leaving the country in 17 years. And God just renewed something within me and connected me with a group of missionaries that were serving children and doing foster care in another country. And that is the reason God led me to that place. And to this day, I am still very, very close to the one. And we are actually both <clears throat> starting nonprofits and serving on each other's boards. And it's just an amazing thing that God brought us together in 2014 for purposes and plans that he had down the road. So all that happened in 2014, 2015. My world was kind of falling apart. I go on a trip down back to Guatemala and I come home and a couple of days later, I woke up and I was covered in a really, really bad rash. So I went to an urgent care facility and my initial thought was strep because I had had many runs with that, knew that that could present with a rash and um, that came back negative. So I said, well, why don't you, why don't you test me for this virus that I've heard about, mosquito-borne, it's called chikungunya, because that's one that I was familiar with at the time. And that result came back. But by that time, the news every single day was discussing and highlighting Zika, 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 Zika. 
And long before the blood work was ever confirmed, I knew that's what I had. And so um, I ended 2015 and went into 2016 very, very sick. Um, There was a whole thing that I had to fight the CDC to get the testing, to get the results, to find a doctor. And then once I finally got my paperwork confirming it from the CDC, no doctor wanted anywhere near me. And I did not know if I was going to live through this. I was couch bound. A good day consisted of me getting up and taking a shower and eating something. Um, That was a good day. And everything in my life came to a screeching halt. I was no longer able to serve my family. I was a homeschool mama and I just couldn't do basic things to take care of my kids. I had to step back from various volunteer positions at the time. I think I was serving for three different ministries, volunteering weekly. And I did not know. I did not know if this was going to take me out. Excruciating pain in my joints all through my body. Fatigue like I had never experienced, even when I had the pneumonia and was recovering from pneumonia. This fatigue was even more severe. And my brain, it really, really affected me neurologically. And I could not remember basic things. I I was on a pretty busy road um, that comes off of the interstate. And there's a stoplight. And I found myself stopping at green lights. Like, just really bizarre. Just forget forgetting basic things. And it was during that season when I did not know if I would live or die, when I was scared for my life, when my whole world came to a screeching halt and all the things that I loved to do, I could not do anymore. That someone in my life, very prominent someone in my life stood over me, told me that it was all in my head and that I was lazy. And that is when something in me snapped. And I said I was done. I was done with this particular relationship. I was done dealing with the abuse and... God led me to resources that helped me to understand that I had complex PTSD. God led me to resources and I started exploring the realities of narcissistic personality disorder. And all of these light bulbs just started going boom, boom, boom. And I said I was done and that I was ready for change. And um, it didn't make a lot of sense because I wasn't sure how I would take care of myself, much less my children. But I knew that it was time. It was time for change. And just continued to fight for my health and continued to search for a doctor, continued to try to find help, but really couldn't find any. And then in 2016, the fall, right around November, um, my then husband and I separated. And that ushered in some realities and some heartache and some sorrow and some pain that I... I, I had no idea how much a mother's heart could hurt when I just saw what this, you know, did to my kids and the distance this put between me and my kids and the confusion and the chaos. Um, they were 15, 15, and 17 when the separation happened. And I was in my 20s when my parents separated. And there really honestly is never a good time. It's hard and it's traumatic for kids when they're little. And it's hard and traumatic for kids when they are 
older and when they're adults, but the reality of staying in a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship is also traumatic for kids. So, you know, wherever you are in your journey, um, I know there is no easy answer. I know there is no clear cut, one size fits all. I respect that every woman knows her situation and knows what she can and cannot endure. And every woman is going to 24-7 be there to deal with the the ongoing realities. Like nobody else besides God is going to be there 24-7 to pick you up, to pay your bills, to cover you. And so it really is a decision that cannot be taken lightly. I know women who are in extremely dangerous situations and being strategic and making a plan and having support in place is so vital. You can't just pick up and walk out because that would put you and your kids in grave danger. So um, again, I refer you to the National Domestic Violence Hotline and call them and let them hook you up with resources in your community. That is not an area that I feel equipped to speak into at this time. And I want you to be safe. I want you to be well. I want your kids to be safe and well. So November 2016, I was still very sick and now separated and just did not know how this was all going to pan out. The um, divorce was finalized in the summer of 2018 and there were a lot of different events that occurred and a lot of heartache, a lot of sorrow, a lot of pain. Um, but I really want to focus on how God showed up and provided for me. So I was a stay-at-home homeschool mama. I did not have a career. I did not have a resume. I did not have a college degree. My life and my my number one ministry and focus was being a mom. I don't regret that. I do not regret that. I speak that to any mama who's out there who feels that that's what God has called her to do. It is not a lesser quali- calling. It's not a um it's not anything to be ashamed of. It is something to be um celebrated and honored. And I am so so glad that I had that time with my kids. I don't regret that part of it at all. But here's the thing I would say. If you are going to be a stay-at-home homeschool mama, find some way some way to have an income stream or multiple income streams from home so that if some type of tragedy ever occurs or if you find yourself in the position that I found myself in, you have a means to support yourself. There is a lot of, um, there are a lot, there are a lot of women who are stuck because financially they do not know how they're going to make ends meet. And I just want to testify that even though I didn't have much of that, I did have, you know, one direct sales um, job that definitely, definitely carried me. And I'm so, so grateful that I had that because that's how I paid my utilities and my groceries and my gas and other things. Um, So grateful that I had that. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it through the last however many years without that. But find something that you're passionate about, something that you love doing, and make it something you can do from home. Oh my goodness. The possibilities are seriously um, endless. Like in this day and in this time, since 2020, more people are open to working from home. More people accept that as an option. 
more people see the value of that, how you're saving so much money with not having to commute, not having to buy expensive clothing, not eating out. Um, More and more companies are allowing people to work from home now. There are so many things, and that will be a completely different podcast for a completely different day. There are so many things that you can do from home while you're watching your kiddos, and you can just grab an hour here or two hours there, and you can build an income stream or two or three. So that is one thing I really want to speak to, um, to those mamas out there, and I have been able to do that. Even as I've been healing, I was able to work from my couch, from my phone, and keep that direct sales job going and then in time add multiple income streams. So um, I want to testify that above and beyond my efforts that God has showed up and showed off on my behalf time and time and time again. I have had uh, multiple people give me donations. Um, One friend did a fundraiser for me when I first got sick. And she said that she felt like God was asking her to raise $10,000 for me. And I said, well, that is really sweet and generous, but I don't have $10,000 of medical bills. And she said, Heather, this is for you to do with as you need, whatever you need. And that money ended up helping me with mental health resources. That money helped to give me a buffer um, during the separation so that I did not completely crash. And it just allowed me to do and some things and to breathe, to breathe through a very, very hard season. Um, two years ago, I think it was in 2020, um, another friend um, received some money from an inheritance and she and her husband prayed and they felt like I was the person that they were supposed to bless. And she handed me this check and it gave me the opportunity to enroll in some business coaching. It it allowed me to help my boys with some things that were happening. Um, Just a substantial gift. And more recently, in 2021, I found out that my roof was leaking and my my insurance company did not do anything to help me, even though it was a pretty... Everybody thought that it was going to be a cut and dry insurance case and it, they wouldn't, they wouldn't touch it. And so another friend showed up, um, at my door and said, you know what? I feel led to start a GoFundMe for you. And I feel like you need to be released to do the things that God has called you to do and not be worrying about where this money is coming from. And honestly, the roof repair, the roof replacement was going to be about a third of my income from the year. I I didn't have the money. My my income decreased considerably in 2021, even while I was getting all these other things ready to launch in 2022. 2021 was hard financially, and I simply did not have the money. And so she set this GoFundMe up, and we were about two-thirds of the way there. And then a couple weeks ago, I posted an update with the amounts and um, that was needed to pay off the roof, and someone co- contacted me and said that they wanted to take care of the rest of it. So here we sit at the start of 2022 after hit after hit after hit in 2021 and I can testify and say that God is good, that God has taken care of me. I love Psalm 25, 37 where it says, I was young and now I'm old, but I have not seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. That passage is so powerful and 
I have seen his provision and his just coming in and sending someone into my world, into my life at a moment when I thought I was going to sink, when I thought I was just going to fall apart. And that's just financial. That's just financial provision. I have had a med share that has taken care of me through this entire ordeal. And because of timing and because of God just going ahead of me, we had signed up for this three months prior to getting this this diagnosis. And so it was not considered pre-existing. And so with one deductible, my entire treatment plan for this has been covered. And a lot of it is very natural and holistic approaches, which is what I prefer. And things like acupuncture and stem cells and things that most insurance companies would not touch with a 10-foot pole, um, this particular med share has taken care of me. And so I just want to say how grateful I am to God and how grateful I am to his people and to the various resources. Um, Then in March of 2020 is when I enrolled in Give Her Wings. So um, actually, let me back up just a little bit. When I started counseling with one counselor, he said to me, Heather, it's going to be imperative that for the next six months you have a village. So this is part of the rebuilding process. You sit down your support team and you say to them, for the next six months, I'm going to need some extra TLC. So this is what I need from you, my counselor. This is what I need from you, my doctor. This is what I need from you, my friend. If you have safe family members or safe faith communities, this these would be the people that you would say this to. I'm not going to be this needy forever, but for the next six months, um, going through separation, going through divorce, going through chronic health issues or all the above, and I am going to need you in my corner. Can you commit to this and lay out? So maybe you are a mom, a, a mother of young children. And so you say to your safe family members, for the next six months, every other Saturday, I'm going to need two hours. If you could come to the house and watch the kids or I can bring them to you. And I would like to be able to run my errands without having to take the kids in and out. And just have that time to myself. I can get more done and the kids will not be stressed and they'll enjoy time with, you know, with grandma and grandpa or auntie or uncle or whoever. Um, with your counselor, establish, okay, for the next six months, I'm going to need weekly or bi-monthly appointments with you. Establish with your doctor what those um, treatments and checkups are going to look like. If you have a very trustworthy friend, maybe say to her, for the next six months, if we could have 30 minutes every Tuesday evening at such and such a time that I can just connect with you and share what's going on in my life. And please also tell me what's going on in your life. I need a relationship that is reciprocal. Um, I don't want to feel like I'm just taking, taking, taking. So um, I like to know how I can pray for and support. Now, maybe you don't want to know that, but I do. Um, I want to know how I can pray for and support the people who are praying for and supporting me. So establishing your village and asking for help is going to be extremely vital. And I had friends that met so many different needs. I had certain friends that I could talk to about chronic health issues. I had a certain group of friends that I could talk to about 
natural, holistic, hippie, healthy hacks, essential oils and acupuncture and stem cell therapies and supplements and all the things. I had certain friends that I could talk to about parenthood and navigating the teenage years and all that that entails. I had certain friends that I could talk to about domestic violence and other forms of abuse. I had some friends that I could talk to about spiritual abuse and the and the crazy stuff that was going on in the institutions that I was involved in. And then I had this one blessed friend, dear, dear friend, she still is my friend, who I could talk to about all of that. So the compartmentalizing made me feel like I was not overwhelming any one person with all the stuff all the time. And and spreading it out made me feel more okay with asking for help, if that makes sense. Now, I know that not everyone has that luxury, um, but whatever you do have, um, use it, whatever support you have. So I ask women often, first of all, are you physically safe? Do you feel that you are physically safe? And there are some questions that we can ask to establish that. And then my next question is, is do you have a safe support system? And sometimes they're like, I don't even know what that means. I'm like, okay, so, um, let's break that down, you know, and what does that look like? And for every person that's going to be a little bit different, But things like honesty and trustworthiness and confidentiality and not going back to your abuser and reporting back, um, those are some of the things. Someone who is either trauma, abuse-informed, and or it has a willingness to become trauma and abuse-informed. So maybe you have people in your life who don't yet understand the dynamics of abuse and trauma, but they're willing to learn. Those people, I think, could be safe people. So establishing your village, having your safe people is so, so vital. So then in 2020, March is when I enrolled in Give Her Wings Academy. And I had been doing a lot of learning and reading prior, but that just put accelerators on my healing journey and on my educating and advocacy journey. So I did weekly assignments with them for a solid year. And then I went and explored all kinds of external extra resources beyond. So if I really resonated with a speaker that covered a topic during Give Her Wings Academy, I would go find them on Facebook. I would find them in their website and I would follow their ministry. And just a couple months in, I was like, Heather, this isn't just for you. Like what you're learning here would help this woman, would help this one, this one, this one. And I just had the names and the faces of women every single time that I was listening to these lessons popping into my mind. And that September 12th of 2020 is when I launched Held and Healed Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. And for the first six months or so, I think we had about 200 ladies join us. And then in the spring of 2021, we went from 200 to like 400. And now, less than a year later, we're sitting here with 1,100 ladies. And every day, more and more coming. And I share the resources. I share just sources that I have vetted. People that I really believe are grounded and rooted and love God, love his word, and love survivors. So, um... Then last March is when I launched this podcast and it has just been amazing to me. 
amazing to me how God has been drawing and pulling people into this community and the beautiful, beautiful community that we have of people who just really understand. Sometimes I will share a post on my public profile and I will get some not kind (laughs) feedback. But usually inside of our group, it's a group of women that just get it and know it. And there isn't opposition to speaking out against abuse. There is comfort in knowing that they're not alone. Comfort in knowing that people see them and validate what they've been through. And as far as physical, my physical journey, um, I finally in 2017 found a doctor about an hour and a half away who was willing to work with me. And she confirmed that on top of the Zika that I also had Lyme. I had adrenal fatigue. I had chronic fatigue. I had all kinds of things happening with my hormones. I had neuropathy in my legs. That was, I believe, from the Lyme and the Zika. And my body was just broken, broken, broken. So she worked with me, a variety of different therapies and machines that she had in her office. And put me on the audio immune protocol diet, radical, radical lifestyle changes. I did two rounds of stem cell therapy there with her. And then I believe in 2018 is when I started working with my current doctor who does muscle testing with a machine. It's very accurate and it tests your body's frequencies and the frequencies within uh, all the products that you put on your skin, environmentals, and um, all the foods that you eat and it tells you if you're reactive and sensitive and allergic to those things and then with the acupuncture she would treat me with those items and then usually within one or two treatments I was clear I was clear it was such an incredible experience to begin learning what my body liked and didn't like and it wasn't like oh you can never eat this again or no oh you can never use this again it's like we'll treat this and then you'll be clear and you'll be good to go and I have had incredible success with her so the winter months are hard I do have a lot of joint pain in the winter months and so I am learning that part of my respect to myself and my self-care is to just not have a lot in the winter months and just to take care of myself and that's okay that does not make me weak it does not make me lazy it makes me a person who is on a road to recovery and these extreme cold temperatures are really brutal and I'm just grateful that I now have tools and resources and I've learned Um, another group that I lead on Facebook is called the uh, happy hippie healthy hangout And all of the words end in IE. So happy, hippie, healthy all end in IE. The happy, hippie, healthy hangout. And that's where I share more about whole foods recipes and supplements and healthy habits and just ways that we can take care of our our physical bodies. I kind of kept that separate from the other group because the other group already has so much in it. Um, But again, our bodies, minds, and spirits are connected and We can't really be unhealthy in one area without other areas of our body being being weakened. So um, I just wanted to share some of my journey. Those of you who are out there who are coming from trauma, it's very likely that you have chronic health issues. There is a direct correlation. And to understand that that is physical abuse, when you are constantly being um, 
spoken to disrespectfully, you're constantly in fear for your safety, you're constantly being degraded, it breaks down the body and it is a form of physical abuse. So even if someone does not lay their hands on you, if they are berating you emotionally and disrespecting you with their words and if they're putting their fist through a wall to intimidate you and they didn't actually touch you, that's still physical abuse. And we need to call it what it is. Call it what it is. It breaks down the body's ability to fight disease and fight just normal things when you're in that constant state of trauma. And be kind to yourself. If you're not familiar with the spoon theory, go Google that. Um, It's a really validating, validating um, method for looking at what you start your day with. So a normal healthy person who does not deal with trauma, chronic illness, would probably start their day with 15 or 20 spoons. Those of us who are dealing with chronic illness may start our day with two or five. And they kind of assign a value to each activity. So getting up and just getting up in the morning would be a spoon. Taking a shower would be two spoons. And if you go back to 2016, when I was laying on the couch, I had three spoons every day. That's all I could use. Getting up, taking a shower, it used up my spoons. If you go to work and work a full day, that is going to take up a lot of spoons. I think they assign like three or four, but I'm like, no, if it's an eight hour day, it's a lot more spoons. Um, Sending an email would be X amount of spoons. Dealing with a relationship that maybe is not a healthy relationship would be X amount of spoons. And so when you know that you start your day with X amount of spoons, then you start to prioritize and decide what is the most important thing for me to do today. And other things just take a back seat. Again, that does not mean you're weak. That does not mean you are lazy. It does not mean that you do not want to do other things. It just means that right now your body cannot. And so if you're in that place where you are chronically ill and you are fighting just to get out of bed in the morning, know that you are not alone. And also be encouraged that after you are out of a toxic situation and after you begin to take care of yourself and implement healthy habits and good self-care, a lot of women heal. A lot of women within just a matter of weeks or months of leaving start to notice physical changes in their body for the better. I'm not going to say that this is easy and I'm not going to say that this is an overnight solution. It's not. It takes time. But again, with the analogy of a gaping flesh wound, if you have a gaping flesh wound, just say on your leg, and you keep going back into situations that are dangerous and toxic. It's as if someone was taking a stick and just gouging and gouging and gouging. I know this is graphic and gross, but it's in my mind, it's very effective. If you remove yourself from those dangerous situations, that wound has an opportunity to begin to heal, to close up and your body starts to work inside to clean it up and fight against the infection. But if you constantly are going back into the situation with a stick and it's constantly being reopened, then you're going to get infections and you're going to have things like even like staph infection could spread through your whole body and destroy you. So I think about our emotions being in the place of that, that flesh wound. And my first counselor told me that if she started counseling me while I was still 
in this toxic situation that it could actually do more harm than good. And so she just encouraged me to wait until um, I was no longer in that situation. Not everybody can do that. Some of you need to go ahead and get counseling while you're still um, still in that situation. So honor yourself and ask your counselor for wisdom. Be very careful that you are not opening yourself up to and um, sharing things from your sessions with your abuser because that can put you in a lot of danger. So just use wisdom in that. So that is more of like the more recent um, dealing with chronic illness, multiple layers of autoimmune issues, Lyme, Zika, adrenals, chronic fatigue, neuropathy, complex PTSD, like you name it. I was under a heavy, heavy weight six years ago. And I am so grateful, so grateful to God Almighty that I am not in that place. Do I have moments and do I have days where I can go back to those places and feel those things? Absolutely. But do I live in and do I dwell in that constant state of shock and trauma? No, I do not. That weight, that burden has lifted tremendously. And I have had to do a lot, a lot of boundary setting and holding and just protecting my space and choosing who comes into it and who doesn't come into it. So um, be encouraged wherever you are that two years from now, three years from now, five, six, ten years from now, you will not be feeling the way that you are if you start taking steps towards your healing, if you start taking steps to your freedom, to your victory. If you start to honor yourself and practice healthy habits and set boundaries and hold boundaries and God has been with me and sustained me and held me and healed me through the worst of the worst of the worst. There were so many times I just wanted to give up and go be with him. And now I can say I am so glad that I hung on. I'm so glad that I have fought for my healing and I am so glad that I did not allow other people to take me out. So I hope that this encourages you on your journey and join us at Held and Healed. Join us in the Happy Healthy Hippie group for more healing resources and I'm just excited to see what 2022 has in store for us. Please go check out heatherelizabeth.org and check out the coaching tab and the summit and the retreat tabs and see if those events are things that you would like to participate in and just be part of our ever-growing, loving community of sisters. I pray that you will feel held even as you are being healed. Thank you so much for your time.